After birth, it's after birth. I just did birth and now I'm after it. And the episode is also called After Birth Theme Song. LIW American Horror Story Review. Hello, citizens. Welcome to that show I just said there in the, in the theme song. Episode 55, Afterbirth, 112. I started this season, season one of American Horror Story. I started this back on May 28th of 2019. It is almost two years later, and I'm finally doing the last episode. That is insanity. That is irresponsible. And I am full of shame and uh, almost pride that I've delayed it this long. For no re- real reason other than been busy doing other projects. Like, I'm not avoiding it. I debated canceling the show because I figured I'll just do it every once in a while. But anyway, uh, it's almost two years. It's fucking crazy. Uh, it starts off, this episode starts off, it says nine months ago and we see Viv. Um, she's there at their old house in Boston. She wants to go to Florida instead of Los Angeles. And then they have a really long extended sequence about Ben telling her this isn't what she wants. And he needs to go to that. she needs to go to the house in Los Angeles. Look at it. It's from the 20s. As everything we want. There's an office where I can see patients. Blah, blah, blah. This keeps fucking going on. He says he has visions of the house. They splice it in with some other weird shit from, you know, when he's putting a hand in the fire and everything and standing naked in front of the fireplace. Cool looking scene, but it goes on too long. <clears throat> then it cuts to now. And Ben is looking for Viv and Violet while screaming around because they're both dead and he wants to talk to their ghost, ghost spirits again. And he can't find them. They are not talking to him. And uh, we see like Viv and, and uh, Moira being like, just leave him alone. Let that motherfucker wander and scream. That's fine. Um, Constance is watching the baby uh, next door. Um, and Ben comes over to take him back. But Constance, Constance is like, no, you're not taking the money. Oh, let me let me just take put him down for a nap and come back in seven or eight hours or a week or a month or a couple of years. When he's, 15, when he's 18, you can come see him again, okay? I'll just be in the other room until he's 18. You go ahead and leave. Never come back. And he's like, I want my goddamn baby, bitch. And then he sees... Uh, a photo on on her kitchen counter, and it's he sees that she is Tate's mom, and he starts freaking out, and he's having flashbacks to when he called Tate's mom, and Constance was disguising her voice. Um, he realizes that she's the mom, and he threatens the killer. He's like, "You better fucking hide, bitch!" And he takes the baby. Her whole thing was, "Don't take these ba- this baby into that house because everyone in that house, the battle of the five baby armies, wants it dead. Every army except two now, because Viv and Ben obviously don't want it dead." But, um, and also uh, Chad and, and what, what, whatever his boyfriend's name was, I don't remember at this point, Chad and Pat? Yeah, Pat. They don't want it dead anymore. They gave up. So we're really down to three armies. But, but the motherfucker's dumb, so Ben goes back into the house, and Viv tries to hide, but Maura's like, you don't have to hide. She's like, oh yeah, shit, I forgot. Um, ben starts to prepare all the cards and all the paperwork, like all the keys and stuff on the counter. He smokes, and he drinks. And then he loads a gun and puts it in his mouth. And then Viv takes it away. And she's like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? There's a baby right there. The shit you're going to do. We, that baby needs a daddy. And he's like, I'm not the daddy. He's like, She's like, "Who? What, is Tate going to go raise the motherfucker? Come on, think about this, dude. We've, we've been over this. You stupid son of a bitch. Everyone is shitting on Ben. And all he really did was cheat on his wife once. Or, you know, one, you know, one span of cheating on his wife which i agree sucks shitty thing to do but they're acting like he he murdered a thousand people 
and he's just the worst human being in history. And they all shit on him, and everyone shits on him. Even he shits on himself later, and I get it. You're upset with yourself, and you should be. You did a shitty thing. But they act like he's just the worst scumbag that ever scumbagged, and he fucks everything that moves. As far as I remember, he only had the one, the one uh, cheating session with Hayden. And he's over that. He's clearly over that. But then, anyway, uh, he doesn't kill himself. Uh, Violet shows up and tells him to leave. And then uh, he tries to leave, and he starts to go down the stairs. And he, and he turns around, and Hayden's right there. She's like, did you really think I'd let you leave with my baby? And then her and the copycat murderers from earlier, they, uh, they, make, they wrap a, a noose around his neck, and then they throw him off the chandelier, and he hangs there above the stairway. So he's dead. He, he's goddamn dead. Then we get a, the Ramos family touring the house, and I forget the name of uh, Marcy. Marcy, the, uh, the real estate agent. She goes, oh, are you, are you Spanish? And she, or Mexican? I forget what she says, but she, she thinks they're Mexican. And they go, no, no, we're uh, like from, from Spain. She goes, oh, good. I find European Hispanics vastly superior. She's, she has the greatest lines. Uh, she also says at one point, I bet you folks tolerate the heat better than us gringos, which, which is great. She has the greatest lines in history of any show, really. But she's, she's awful. Um, Marcy kind of has to reveal, you know, spill the beans on what happened to the family. And she tells, she tells them that, uh, you know, she died during, Viv died during childbirth. The father in his grief hung himself. And then she's, she's watching their bait. She's watching their dog, excuse me. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I, I have a note here. So it was really tomatoes that Hayden microwaved. Oh, because we thought she might wear the dog. Okay, got it. I forgot that happened at this point because I haven't read these notes in a year. But they sell the house to the Ramos for $200,000 less than she sold it last time to the, to the main family. To the Harmons. Is their last name Harmon? Am I, am I insane? Yeah, Harmon. Man, I haven't watched this or, or been about this show in a long time. I'm, I'm doing surprisingly well compared to what I thought I would. But anyway, let's move on. Um, that night, the family's moved in. I'd assume it's that night. It could be two months later. Who knows? But the ginger kids start to throw snap rocks at Ramos' son when he's on skateboard. And I was just like, where the fuck are they still getting these? They're ghosts. Who's bringing them a nonstop supply of these? Is, is it because they died with 12 in their pocket, therefore they constantly have this refill, like a video game of, of those in their pocket? I don't understand the logic of this. Um, the detectives show up at Constance's house again. They're looking for the baby. Um, she said her story is that she found Ben's body and the baby was missing. Um, and the truth is she found Violet's body and Hayden with the baby. Um, but then she, you know, she asked for the baby back and Hayden's like, no, I'm not giving you the baby, baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back. Chilies. I want. No, and, and then Travis slices her throat and then gives the baby back to Constance, but like as her throat is slit, she's going, ah, shit. It's pretty, pretty funny. Um, and then she suggests, uh, Constance suggested the cops that Violet took the baby and left because she never told them that they found the, ba- the bo- her body, obviously. So Violet, is her, her spirit will live on in a horrible police record. That's great. And then it reveals that Constance has the baby in Addie's weird carry room, which is just disturbing that she has that and it's, it's apparently been used for more than one person i'm guessing beauregard would be there if had he been alive but th- this woman and her children she's she's three for three for all of them dying at least addy wasn't on the lawn uh, anyway violet shows up um like tate 
she shows up in uh, the Ramos's kid's room. I don't know his fucking name. I don't give a shit. She starts talking about his shitty music. She asks for the Ramones. I'm like, I thought you didn't want to listen to shitty music, but she asked for that anyway. And he's like, you're fucking weird. He doesn't really act scared or anything. And then Biv and, uh, Ben and Viv, I've said Biv like it's a celebrity couple name. Ben and Viv watch the Ramos family, the, 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 the adults, not the child. But they watch him start to like fuck and they, they say they want a baby. And she's like, don't you think I'm too old? He's like, not yet, almost. And they want a baby and they're like, we can't have a baby in here. We got to get them out of here. They seem like a cool couple. I don't want them dying. Um, all the vengeful spirits versus the ones trying to scare the Ramos family out. There's like a, they're, they're trying to spook them out of there. It goes on way too long. Like, they spent way too much time doing this. This this whole episode is full of shit like this. But the Ramos kid really... He he, he, turns, he wakes up in the middle of the night and Tate is there in his bedroom. And he really handles people being in his room well because he's just like, Oh, what are you doing? Oh, you're, you're Viv or Violet's ex? Cool, it's cool. Yeah, I don't, I, don't want, I don't want any trouble. No big deal. And then Tate attacks him um, and tries to, tries to kill him. They can't stab him because he doesn't have that demon dude anymore. He's like, don't look at me. And he can't do it. Meanwhile, uh, Ben is dressed up as the rubber, rubber man and, and attacking the mom. Um, um, and then the the father, Ramos' father is downstairs doing his hand on the stove like Ben did. It ends up being that it was, we find out who's doing it. It was the uh, Lauren, Larry's wife, the one that burned alive. She's like, he must feel my pain. And Viv's like, wake up, realize what's going on. Um, I, I don't even want to keep going, like, because it's so long. But Viv, or, sorry, Tate can't kill the kid because you know the demon's gone. He only killed that exterminator to to protect Violet. Um, the Ramos, the adult, or the adults are trapped in the basement while Viv, Viv and Ben kill each other, and they're like, "You have no idea how long I wanted to do that." Oh, it's so sexual, and they're st- you know st- she cuts his guts out. He shoots her in the head, and then they get up, and they're like, "This is what this house does to you. Run!" And then they run out. And then Violet has to kiss Tate to save the sun. And then he, I think she does the fade away thing again. Like, go away. And so then our house is back up for sale. And I'm like, come like, why is this still going? <laughs> our story's wrapped up. But then Tate talks to Ben. And he goes off about how he shows up and he's like, oh, I just want more therapy. He's like, therapy's bullshit. None of it works. Just fix your own life. You can't even admit what happened. Tate finally admits that he killed, he, he set Larry on fire, fire, he killed 15 kids at school, he killed the gay couple, and then he killed the exterminator, which he never talks about. Um, and, it, and Ben's just like, you're a sack of shit, dude, just fuck off, I'm not gonna help you, come on. And then we see uh, Viv is playing cello, and here's the baby in the basement, she goes down there, and Nora is down there, who hates having a baby. There's a long sequence about them talking, about you're the help. No, you're not. I don't want to talk to you, blah, blah, blah. She takes the baby is all that matters. That's all I'm going to boil it down to. I do want to make a point at this point where Moira being old doesn't make any goddamn sense because she's not that old. Why? How did, Because she died fairly recently, 20, 25 years ago at the most. So why the fuck is she played by a 66-year-old actress? I have no idea. Or how old she is at this point, I really don't know. But why is she being played by Frances Conroy, who's too old to be that gap difference between when Moira died and where she is now? So why does she act like she's an old lady? Is it just a guilt thing? Like, I, I, I'm ashamed of that, but how do you change your age? Why? What are the rules here? Um, Viv makes Moira the godmother, and uh, then they set up the Christmas tree. And then there's a whole extended sequence of them setting up a tree and looking happy, and Tate and Hayden watch on. And she's like, he's not, she's never going to love you again. You'll never get back inside her. 
Uh, we cut to three years later. Constance is getting hair done, having a really long conversation with that lady. It keeps going and going and going. It's like Lord of the Rings. Um, she talks about her son, Michael. She makes up a story about some, her, her cousins or something dying in a car wreck. And then she goes home, and then she talks for way too long about Michael. And then she finally sees the blood, and she trails it back into his playroom, and he has killed the maid, the babysitter, whatever the hell she is, and playing with her blood, and he's sitting in a rocking chair, and he's like, yee, yee, yee. And that's almost the end, but it basically ends with the whistle song that played every time Tate was in school, or the, you know, Kill Bill thing, do, 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 that thing. He, he plays in that, and that's it. And I, I take back my remarks about the, the convenience of his of Michael's aging because I forgot that he grows quickly. He grows faster than, than most. He grew quicker in the womb. So the time jump is all right when, when he ages. I mentioned that during the season eight uh, podcast there. about I was, I was confused about the timeline there. But now, now that I remember that watching this, I understand now. So I take that back. Correction. On my end, I was wrong. I am. I'm so fucking wrong. And with that, I am done with season one. Finally, after almost two years, in one month, almost exactly. Yeah, today's April 29th. The last, the first episode I did dropped May 29th. I did it on the 28th, but I dropped it the 29th. So tomorrow would be one month. So it's basically been a year and 11 months. That's fucking crazy. Anyway, done with it. After this, I am doing season nine. I hope to have them a little bit longer and a little more f- flushed out. It's just that I just want to be done with season one. That's why I'm rushing through these and only doing like 12, 13, 14 minute episodes. I'm just quickly going through it. I will try to set up a little more and I'm going to watch them in order. Like I'm going to watch one episode and then review it. I'm not going to watch binge watch the whole season, especially the season one where I've seen it five, six times now. I don't want to, I don't want to do that. I want to be surprised each week and be guessing like I did with season eight, I believe. Season seven, whatever the fuck season I did that with last. Anyway, go to liwstudios.com. Check out the shows there. Uh, every, one, every Tuesday night, we do a double live podcast, maybe triple. Depends on how long the episodes are of, of the uh, Twilight Zone. So those are on Loitering in Wonderland on YouTube. And then on Wednesday, we do an anthology show or anthology show and then... Either a John Carpenter, a John Frankenheimer, or a Nick Cage movie. It's a revolving show. The second show is. So, check those out. YouTube, Loitering in Wonderland, LAWstudios.com for everything we do, which is way too many shows. Uh, what else do we got going on there? Check out Raiders of the Lost Flicks. Check out Red Dragons Radio. All our other plugs for our, for our co-contributors on the show. Um, at LAW Studios, at LAW The TZ Review, at LAW Pod. Uh, no, LAW Anthology Pod, excuse me, at Phoenix West, at B-Movie Battle. Those are all available on Twitter. Um, uh, that's all I want to say. I don't, I'm not, I don't like plugging myself. Uh, it just feels like, uh, it feels like homework. But anyway, um, yeah, that's it. I will see you for Season 9, and then I will move on to Season 2 after that, unless Season 10 comes out. I don't know. I have yet to see anything from Season 9. I know it's a slasher thing, like Friday the 13th. That's all I know. Until next time, in the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. So long, citizens. So long, season one. Sorry it took me almost two years, but you're done. Put a nail in that coffin. Ha <laughs> ha. Why'd I laugh? That was weird. Bye.